Finally. Finally. After three and a half hours of technical difficulties, we are here. The very (laughs) thanks be to God. The very, very first episode of Video Night Podcast is live on the air. It is live. In your ear holes. Yes. Well, let me introduce myself. My name is Jerry, and I am the co-host of Video Night, and the other dulcet tones you hear is my lovely bearded co-host, Robin. Say hello, buddy. Hey, how's it going? You know, we're excited to be doing this podcast, and it's taken us a long time to get here, but we're here now, and it's going to be good. Oh, God, I hope so. (laughs) I was just saying to Robin, like, I don't want to sound condescending, but stupider people in the world have podcasts and i i i like to think that robin and i are pretty sharp and the amount of time it took to get audio recorded onto any platform has been absolutely exasperating but i think we figured it out i hope it sounds good yeah it's uh it's it's going to be great and it like i said it took us a while to get here but at the same time uh we could do a podcast on how to set up a podcast because we're we're geniuses about it now Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> that's right. Ain't nobody got time for that. I ain't doing that. I want to talk about movies. So that's why we're here. We're actually going to talk about different topics in, um, I guess, the, the realm of 80s movies or VHS era movies is oh, yeah. kind of a, yeah, kind of our wheelhouse, right? Like um, the stuff that we grew up on, we're both, you know, I'm late 40s and you just turned 50. So you yeah, know, yeah. we're, we, we watched new movies, obviously, but the stuff that we grew up on is the stuff that we know best, I would say. Um, uh, so, you know, what kind of background are you bringing here, Robin, like uh, movie wise? Well, I, uh, like most of us, I grew up watching movies and, uh, you know, you, uh, you race home on your big wheel to get home and watch <laughs> a movie that your parents rented on VHS. That was my life. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, uh, next to, uh, video store you know and going into you grew a video up next st- to a video store well you know just a couple couple of steps down the road ah, but yeah okay. pretty much pretty much okay. around the corner around the corner around the around the way and nice. uh yeah so basically i was there uh, you know you pick up your uh pick up your slushy or you pick up your uh your chocolate bar and you grab your movie and you go home and then uh when your larger stores came about and uh, ones that gave out the free popcorn, you'd spend uh, close to an hour and a half sitting there eating popcorn and uh, <laughs> deciding what the hell you're going to watch for the, uh, for the, the weekend. That's true. You, you, you know, but we, uh, we always took our three movies home and, uh, but those days are gone and uh, we want to remember them in this podcast. Did you ever have to bring home the machine? With uh, we we brought home the machine a couple of times, and then my parents uh, put out uh, I don't know a couple of hundred bucks to buy a machine. And I remember yeah. the first movie we rented on VHS was The Neverending Story. Really? Yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one ever. I remember distinctly. Um, there was a family. Actually, it was my first when I moved to Stephenville, Newfoundland. Uh, I started grade one there, and my very very first friend was uh maurice earl and he was a a chap lived across the street from us and his family were the first family i ever knew to have uh, a vhs player and it blew my mind he said we could watch 
movies in in your living room whenever we wanted to and and it absolutely blew my mind i have no idea which movie we watched first oh. i think it might have been a charles bronson movie to be honest i'm not quite sure why we were watching oh that that's when wicked was, when i was that yeah. young but um yeah yeah it might have been one of those uh but uh, I definitely, definitely remember that he was the first one. But I certainly remember going to the video store before we had our own and uh, and renting the big. <laughs> it looked like a I don't know what you can compare it to these days, but it was a, a massive brick of machine with a top loader. Oh, you know, yeah. The... I love those. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the way the remote control had a wire um like it wasn't a, a, wi- a wire <laughs> yeah. I, oh my god yeah oh That's yeah awesome. yeah you can wow. only sit with it within like 10 feet of the of the machine they didn't even have a wireless remote so that's the uh age group we're dealing with uh, ladies and gentlemen um we're older than hell yeah so um so yeah so that's what we're planning on doing is going to be talking about the movies that kind of formed our love of movies uh, we'll have different topics every week. Uh, it could be a, a focus on a director. It could be a focus on a genre. It could be a focus on one movie. Uh, we're, you know, we'll see where the conversation goes. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, another thing is, uh, when you go to these different websites and, uh, such as, uh, IBDM and those, and you, you rate your movies, IBDM, uh, IMDB. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going. I was thinking about something else. I was actually thinking of Maurice Earl and how I was going to get a hold of him and find out what that <laughs> that number one number he's one on movie Facebook. was. Yeah, I just found him recently. He's on Facebook. He's a great guy. Okay, well, that was on my mind. Anyways, what I wanted to say was, you go to the different websites or apps that uh, you have your movie stored in or whatever, and you you mark uh, what movie has what rating to you or what are your best couple of movies and. You can tell a lot about a person based on the movies that they enjoy, and a lot of these, uh, a lot of these movies that they have on their in their arsenal are uh, uh, movies that they've grown up with, or that has uh, kind of structured their way of life based on what they saw when they were kids. Yeah, and, I mean for uh, sure, absolutely, and uh, it'd be interesting to hear what Jerry's uh, say his uh, three favorite movies are and uh, see if they relate anything oh, to his upbringing. Uh, well. <laughs> or if uh, or if Maurice Earl would be very upset, <laughs> he would be. He'd be say Charles Bronson. No, uh, I mean Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris movie. Wallah, we watched a lot oh, of those. Yeah, a lot of those. Um, I, I mean, I come from. I'm. I guess I come. Sorry, I hit my microphone there. I come from the school of being um, fairly easily entertained uh, as far as movies go. Um, I kind of like the mainstream movies. I don't really gravitate towards artsier films or the highbrow um, the highbrow right? the highbrow stuff the black and white movies um even the old stuff i i i i'm not a big fan of older older movies like classic movies that people think about classic. what's your favorite well yeah what's your the best movie of all time oh citizen kane or, or oh geez that they're obviously textbook because citizen kane was uh, citizen kane was like crap to me I, Even though I, it's the number one movie that uh, universities start with. Right. I, I'd have to take your word for it because I've never seen it. And I don't plan on seeing it anytime oh. soon unless we cover it here. But it, it just seems, I guess I should open my mind. I guess this is partially why we're doing, a, I like to do the podcast as well as to kind of broaden my horizons a little bit. Because I'm of the school of, 
you know, big, stupid action movies, uh, you know, belly laugh comedies, stuff that, you know, critics generally don't like is the stuff exactly. that I like. Um, you know, my my favorite movie franchise is Friday the 13th, for example. Oh, yeah. So that that puts you in my headspace. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like things that are I don't want to sit down in a movie and think too much. <laughs> I do much. I oh, do too no, much. It's, you know, absolutely. I do too much thinking anyway. I don't want to go to a movie to uh, escape, get escapism, and relax. And uh, well, you, know. you want the pure entertainment, right? And uh, For sure. and that and that's where you get a lot of your ratings from. Is uh, people rated a five out of five, and uh, some people will shake their head. But you know what? If you enjoy the movie and it has given you pure entertainment and it's made you feel good for those. 120 minutes then hey why not give it a five out of five don't worry about what other people you know think about the uh, composition or the lighting or anything like that hey it's a movie it's a movie and if it excites you hey i'll be it exactly and i know that you come from more of a background of the you know some of the technical stuff and that's something i'd like to to learn because i'd like to look at some you know some of those movies that i may have dismissed in the past and see them in a different light, you know, kind of say, oh, okay, I'm looking for, you know, the, what the director did here to compose this shot or the sound design or. Yeah. Or the use of, yeah, the use of natural lighting. Like I can, I can name off a hundred movies where the use of natural lighting is just absolutely amazing, but you know, 48 hours or, uh, you know, um, the Goonies isn't one of them, right? Like (laughs) it's. It's like, you're not really going to care for those movies about lighting per se. You're going to see some well-lit shots and think, oh, that's a pretty cool scene. But overall, you're there to just view it. So we're going right. to be talking about, you know, stuff we grew up with, stuff uh, not so technical. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get into technical, I, I do have somewhat of a, a limited background of, of what's available. And- yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, depending on what we're what we're looking at, like maybe if we're doing... Uh, I don't know, Tarantino movies or something. Maybe you can, you can talk to some of the more, you know, filmmakery type stuff. Um, but you know, if we're talking about Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives, we're probably not going to be talking about shot composition uh, or stuff like that, you know? Um, so that's, I mean, that's cool. I, I, I think it would be a boring podcast if we both came into it with the same, you know, exact lockstep thoughts on movies or, or how we approach them. Um, exactly. Exactly. You know, Cause you know, we were talking offline and said, you know, I'm, I'm a big superhero guy, Marvel guy, DC, not so much, but Marvel mostly. And I've seen all the Disney plus stuff and, and you really haven't. And and, and that's fine. I'm a, you know, whatever. But I think it's cool that I can bring kind of that kind of perspective in there. And then you can come in with some sort of what was the movie? Was the movie you're watching earlier? Pigs and something? Uh, Pigs in space. Pigs and battleships. Ah, pigs and battleships. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got the uh, you're the superhero kind of guy, and I can talk all day about film noir. So exactly, you know, which I know nothing about. So that's cool. And Mm -hmm. hopefully, anybody listening to this, if there's anybody out there, the ones or one or two of you that's going to listen to this. Uh, hopefully you'll find something that you haven't seen before and you can go out and, you know, look it up, uh, find out where it is, 
and uh, and check it out for yourself. So I think that's part of what we're going to try to do as well as far as um, as the pod goes. Is we'll, we'll you know we'll get into uh, a movie intro and talk about the the history of the film, maybe uh, the the time it was released and the, the kind of a significance of it. Um, but we'll also tell you where you can find it because a lot of these movies um, you can find for free uh, online and you know yeah there's uh, lots of uh, streaming opportunities and uh, we'll we'll get into that there's also a lot of films we'll discuss that there's no streaming opportunities but we'll try to steer away from those and uh, keep it real like there's no sense in talking about a movie and uh, you know shit I can't find it anywhere (laughs) that's true you know like what's what's the point right and even in the past week, you've told me of a couple of resources that I'd never even heard of. And, uh, and they're great. They may have an ad or two thrown in to keep it free, but, um, but that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, as I was thinking about it the other day, we should even have a, uh, section or a, um, I don't know, I guess a section of our uh, podcast mm-hmm. devoted to the worst or cheesiest film you've ever seen. <laughs> I can I like think it. of yeah, but the thing is, it's gotta it's gotta comply with both yourself and me. I don't know if that's proper English, but um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's got to work for both of us. And right. uh, you know, I may think it's cheesy, and you might love it. So <laughs> we gotta find something that we both think is cheesy. No, I don't think so. I don't oh, think so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I sure. Guess. You know, if you like pigs and battleships, I'm probably yeah. No, that that <laughs> I, you know what. Pigs and Battleships wasn't there when I was growing up, so we're not even going to include that. I've never even heard of it. No. Really? I have no, I have no idea what that movie is It's about. exactly what it is. It's really? Pigs and Battleships. <laughs> so. You know, as the the podcast kind of evolves and, uh, and you know, we come up with different segments and stuff, we'll, we'll try to have a structure that, um, you know, follows a, a certain um, structure, essentially, for each mm-hmm. each week. We'll try to release this once a week and, you know, something to look forward to um, as the podcast goes along the different segments. I think that'll be, um, you know, an, an interesting listen. We had a, we had one suggestion of uh, uh, a segment called, you know, that guy and talk about character actors that may be, you know, not top build in a movie, but you've seen everywhere else. Um, I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, I have a perfect example at the top of my head, but I'll save it for later. But uh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, right. You know, uh, whether it's a director that you knew growing up who was in a sitcom or a uh, or a or um, an actor that was actually in another sitcom that's in a movie or you just don't know where you've placed the person before. Right, right. No, I think that's cool. And... Um... You know, in the spirit of trying to broaden our horizons, uh, I thought there'd be it'd be funny to have a, a homework section. Oh so, God! So, <laughs> so as we'd be, uh, you know, talking about a certain movie or talking as the conversation goes, and um, you know, if we haven't seen something, maybe we can assign some homework to each other um, to come back next week and give your thoughts on it. Okay, so you're going to give them your thoughts on pigs and battleships. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that to you. Would you Would that. you not? You don't recommend pigs and battleships? No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, 
back to the Criterion uh, collection. Right. It's basically it's spotlighting uh, directors and stars and genres and uh, different themes and whatever's going on that that type of year. Like they just showcase different things. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, Asian directors on okay. there. Um, there's a lot of right now. There's a lot of uh, martial art movies on there and it's stuff you've, you've most likely never seen or never want to see, but, uh, it gets very trendy when it, when there's like the Sundance or the, uh, the, um, you know, TIFF comes up and, uh, they're doing, they're showcasing different movies. They tend to, uh, put a lot of the movies that were kind of overlooked on there. Okay. And I think pigs and battleships was one that was overlooked by probably, uh, most likely something Everybody. that Jerry's <laughs> most something most something that Jerry's watched and like. So, anyways, we won't get into those movies. Uh, I think we can spend 120 minutes on a movie that most people would enjoy rather than right. one of those. Yeah, we might as well talk about people you know, movies that people have seen for the most part. Well, yeah, um, that's it. Like exactly. Like a couple of days ago, we were talking, and it, we just. Uh, gotten to the conversation of, of movies you haven't seen or movies that you're what was the topic it was a uh, movies that everybody has seen that you haven't and um what was yours i don't remember which one you said um uh lost boys you lost boys i've never lost seen boys. lost boys no so that has to be rectified immediately yeah so well, that's you know that could be homework in a future episode yeah lost boys was for me but do you want to uh do you want to spit out what was for you I'm not. I, I'm not proud of it, and there's going to be jaws hitting the floor. But I have never seen Pulp Fiction. I know. Oh, there's there's got to be a there's got to be a sound thing for that. Oh no, shame. Shame. I know. <laughs> I feel shame. Um, I will. You know that that's a good example of homework for me is to watch friggin' Pulp Fiction. Finally, I I can't friggin- even. I can't even explain why I haven't seen it. It seems like something I enjoy. Um, I, I am not uh, a huge Tarantino fan, but. Well, you know, aside from being a Tarantino fan, like I was a fan at one time as well, but I found a lot of his stuff right now is just, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, I, I'm not as much of a fan as I used to be, put it that way. Right. Um. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, those kind of flicks. Yeah, I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward to uh, the stuff he's put out recently, yeah, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, uh, I think a big part of it is was the hype. I right. think you got turned off of the movie because of all the hype. And maybe, and it could be the score as well. Like, there's a lot of good songs in that. Um, in that movie. Yeah. Like he, you, you could, you could have a handful of songs and, uh, you know, you'd almost have to get a collection of hands to hold all the songs that he's put in there. Right. And, uh, you know, if you're turned off by one or two songs, chances are, and you know, it's from Pulp Fiction, you don't want to watch it. Right. You know, that could be another thing since you're a big, uh, music guy. True. Uh, I think the, I think the thing with Pulp Fiction was the way, when it came out, uh, what year was it? Like 90, 94? Uh, Pulp Fiction? Yeah, it was 94. 94. So I was in 
university at the time living in residence and you know didn't have money to go and really go to the theater or a way to get to a theater <laughs> you know we didn't have a car we were just living in residence so a lot of things in those those years kind of passed me by uh okay. tv shows uh stuff we just didn't watch a lot of movies and tv that weren't you know especially movies that weren't out on video at the time so i never really got to see it in the theater and then by the time i didn't see it in the theater and everyone else did and none, you know that's all people talked about was pulp fiction pulp fiction pulp fiction i felt like i'd watched it already yeah you that's know? what i mean it was <laughs> it's basically overrated itself right yeah and it's become such a you know, part of popular culture that I got a feeling if when I do watch it, it's, it's like, yeah, I've seen this before, but I really haven't. So anyway, I, I will, I promise I will watch Pulp Fiction so at some point. That, that's a, that's a great uh, story. But if I was to put that story into a movie myself, I, I can envision Jerry running down the road after he heard that Pulp Fiction was out <laughs> for rental, running down the road, Realizing he has no money in his pocket, he finds a lone quarter in the bottom of his pocket, <laughs> throws it into the coin, into the uh, telephone booth, because up in, where did you go in university? St. John's, Newfoundland. <laughs> oh, there you go. They have phone booths even to this day out there. Probably. So, so he pulls out his last quarter to phone Maurice Earl, pops <laughs> it in, pops it into the, 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 uh, the phone. And he phones Maurice Earl and it says, I'm sorry, this number is disconnected. And he gets on the all fours and cries on the pavement going, I'll never see Pulp Fiction. Because he knew he knew Maurice Earl had a VCR, that big, clunky, <laughs> junky VCR. That's true. And so you had no way of watching it. So that that to me is the way it goes. That That's quite the tableau you've said there. <laughs> Theater of the mind. There you go. There you go. So that's so, what we're trying to do here, uh, in a nutshell. Uh, I hope people like it. I hope people oh, listen to it. People will listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, like I don't know. I I just think, like, what are what do you envision some of the movies like that you grew up with, like that you want to showcase on on the, the podcast? Like, not not saying specific ones, but right. like. Like I know for a fact, I want to showcase Goonies. That's one I'd love to showcase. Sure. Um, yeah, like Ghostbusters. You know, though, though, like the one, like you said, you were in the mainstream, so you got, mm -hmm. you know, you got your. Uh, you definitely have your uh, Ghostbusters. You have your Goonies. You have your uh, Indiana Jones. Right. You know, I'm um, not so much into the Batman and stuff that came out in the '80s, but uh, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's, it'd be fun to do kind of themes of, of movies. Yeah, it's true. Yes. From the eighties. I mean, we can, we can zero in on, on one particular movie sometimes or stuff, but it'd be funny to do like the eighties ninja movie craze and stuff. Oh yes. And then, and discover, you know, it's stuff about the, those ninja with Shokasugi and all those ones we used to rent all the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, do a little bit of a deep dive on some of those or some of the, you know, 80s action stars like. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Predator. Predator. Uh, you know, Robocop. Do the, do the. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, do the Schwarzenegger movies. Do, uh, you know, the missing in action movies. You know, the the yeah. Chuck Norris ones. 
Um, I love those movies and mm-hmm. you know, I want to, I want to see, I haven't watched, well, I've seen some of them recent, fairly recently, but I haven't seen a lot of them since the eighties essentially. And I'd like to see if they hold up. I got a feeling they don't, <laughs> but well, there was, uh, there was one movie that did not hold up for me is I oh. was, uh, you remember Christine? I do. And, uh, so I showed it to my son when he was probably, I don't know. 11 years old and just to see what he would take from it. And he's like, dad, this is, this is weird. This isn't even scary. How about you? (laughs) It didn't hold up at all. No, no. but, uh, yeah. Back in the day it was, Oh, back in the day it was like, yeah, absolutely. Kept you on the edge of your seat. For sure. I mean, Stephen King would be uh, a really good one to, to deep to dive into because he's got some yeah you know really really good movies that i you know some of my favorite favorite movies and then he's got some that which i love the books but the movies were yeah oof, well that's bad. another thing like i'm a huge uh stanley kubrick fan and uh when you talk about the shining that was originally a stephen king book so yes i'd like to see what people think of the shining and uh kubrick and uh stephen king had a falling out when the movie was done and kubrick wanted to do it his way and Stephen King came out with a television version. So right. that'd be kind of neat to, to kind of see what people think of the actual shining by Kubrick. Right. But that's, you know, that and came that could out be in, a, and yet another topic that could be, uh, originals versus remakes and see, right. cause sometimes the remakes are better and sometimes. Oh, they no, are no, not. not, not in this case, my friend. No, <laughs> no. The shining by Kubrick is the best one. Oh dear. We yeah. might have, uh, not not that I'm going to bat for the TV version of The Shining, but uh, well, if you're I'm a book not guy, a big fan of The Shining. No, are you? You're probably not a big fan of Kubrick either. No, I'm not. That that that's that's a film <laughs> that's a film student kind of kind of right. answer, right? So if you can broaden my horizons to appreciate Kubrick films, then all of this is not for for not. Yeah. Now, John Carpenter, see, you're going to find folks that I, uh, I relate to a lot of films based yep. on the director rather than who played in them. Like Jerry is going to be able to pick a movie and roll off all the people that played in it. I right. may be able to tell you one or two, but I can tell you pretty much who directed it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Films of John Carpenter. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen Prince of Darkness? That thing is awesome. Yeah. That's and, a uh, film, right? Yeah, and uh, I think <laughs> I so. Get raked over the coals by anybody who writes it. No. By the way, if you want to send uh, feedback, <laughs> I'll give you the email at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember watching the thing. That's another one I watched. The thing, John Carpenter. Yes, uh, but uh, the problem is, like, I watched it not too long ago, and I I was kind of on the fence. Does it still hold up? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of on the fence for me. Right. I mean, it, it, it broke, obviously broke a lot of ground for practical effects and stuff at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, does it hold up? That's a, that, that'd be a, a good section. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? Yeah. Another segment I was thinking about would be, uh, would you rent it again? So that was, oh be, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be kind of a summary of whether you liked it or not. Would you rent it again? Cause we had movies, man we spent so much money renting the same movies over and over. Oh yeah. You know, you'd go to the video store and you'd gravitate to the same, same titles over and over. 
Well, that's the thing I was talking offline uh, with you earlier about, uh, you know, late fees. And uh, one thing you notice, if you ever worked in a video store, uh, I worked four years in a video store, and you'll notice a lot Mm -hmm. of late fees are are movies. You really got to understand the movies that are always late are the ones that end up being blockbusters or... uh, or ones that we come back to again 20, 30 years later because these people that rent these are like, oh man, I just got to let my buddy down the road see this. He's And, you know, even though it's due back today, I'm going to take my chances and rent it for another day. And right. I don't care if it's late, my buddy's got to see this. And <laughs> that was a big thing, right? We were yeah. so excited to show off a movie back in the day, but now yeah. it's like, well, yeah, yeah, dude, I'll just stream it when I get home, right? So, right. Do you remember how much it cost if you lost? a VHS tape or broke it. I don't know that, but I know, uh, remember, uh, Blockbuster used to do the, uh, they used to do the, the late fees. Like they could, they could charge you late fees up to a hundred bucks. Really? So that, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was like, I think three ninety nine the first day. And then it was, uh, it doubled. And then after like the fifth day, it, it just went up by a dollar each. Wow. But then, yeah, it was, it was, it was stupid, but they, uh, depends on, I guess how many times you're late with movies. And then they came out with this thing saying no more late fees. I don't know how that oh. worked. Yeah. Those are pro- yeah. Seriously. I don't know. But I don't know if what a VHS would cost. Well, I, I, something cost tells me that it's like a, if you broke it or, or or ruined it or something, it was like a hundred bucks or oh, yeah. 80 bucks to replace it. I, I can see crazy that. Crazy like that. I can see that. So yeah, so it, it, every passing moment where you brought it to your buddy's house was a risk. <laughs> yeah, little brother would step on it or something. Oh yeah, um, or the v, the VCR would chew the tape and then you would eat uh, the tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or you'd spend the rest of your night using a pencil to bring it back in, and <laughs> you'd want to put it to a spot that didn't look broken so you could just return it. And nobody would know. That's right. That's right. Or you recorded over it. One uh, movie that I would put in the uh, do not watch again vault is the movie oh. Nell. Nell. That, uh, <laughs> Jody Nell Foster. Jodie Foster, 1994. You're right. And, uh, oh man, like this director, Michael Apt- Apted, I don't okay. know if I butcher in the name, but uh, he may have done other stuff, but this movie was, yeah, I uh, I was tearing my eyes out probably about 30 minutes into it. <laughs> So, you're alienating all the Nell fans who are listening. You know this. Well, you know what? Nell fans, there's other podcasts. <laughs> be my guest. <laughs> Go to the Jody Foster podcast for the love of God. Yeah. So, Nell, spoiler yeah, Nell, did not rent again. He did Coal Miner's Daughter and Gorillas in the Mist, but I don't know what else he's done. Okay. So, uh, those are two movies I know of, but I don't think I've ever seen. Now, he was, as an actor, he was in Spies Like Us. Which was, was really it? great, but that's a great yeah, movie. I don't know what I, I can look it up and find out who what he did or who he was, but right now it doesn't really matter at this point. But he was he did act in it. Hmm. Speaking of not knowing who the actors are, that's one guy I did know that was in in a movie. I can't picture but, him. No, but stay away from Nell. She's <laughs> she's terrible. I think I've seen a little bit of it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I turned it off. Yeah, she was. Uh, Not my jam. She, she was a beautiful hermit living in the bush, and uh, <laughs> like right there, how do you like? That's an oxymoron, right? How do you get a beautiful hermit? Anyway, she was uh, lived in a remote cabin, and uh, this small town doctor runs into her, and you know wants to bring her back to uh, 
you know, discover her, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That, she yeah. was a total, she was a total mystery. Now <laughs> I think, honestly, I think if I'm not mistaken, she did that before she did silence. Of, uh, after she did silence of the lambs. Let me look that up. Yeah. I don't know. No, she did it before. No, she did it after. Really? Silence of Lambs was 1991 and she did that in 94. So I don't know. Maybe she spent all her money and needed rent money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but didn't it do well? Like I, it's a now? very well-known movie. Yeah. yeah. It uh, didn't, it didn't bomb, did it? No, it didn't bomb. I don't know. Uh, Sorry for my typing. If you can hear that, I'm going to look it up on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh yeah. It's uh yeah. It's like 55% is rotten. Yeah. Well, take it from me, folks. You so. heard it here first. <laughs> this is the podcast. You heard it first. Do not see now. Do not rent now. Do not stream now. There you go. In comparison, Gorillas in the Mist is 84% fresh. Well, yeah. I think he just got too carried away with his uh, directing. Anyways, if you're ever in doubt, you call Maurice Earl there. and uh... (laughs) Maurice Earl is not a Nell fan. Yeah, Michael (laughs) Apted. I'll be darned. Look at that. It made a whopping $31.7 million at the box office. Probably cost $32 million to make. Probably. Two yeah. or three of that. So that, that's what we'll be doing. Like, uh, uh, we encourage you to use our uh, our email and uh, email in, and we'll discuss movies that uh, you grew up with as well. So we'll have that at the end of the podcast. That email address. We'll be giving that out for um, you know if you want to send feedback on how we're doing. Uh, if you like us, if you don't like us, I don't care. Send send it in. And if you have any suggestions for you know future episodes, we're all ears. We're always looking for content. So if you do want to reach us, the uh, the email address is videonightpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at uh, videonightpod. And we're also on Twitter at videonight3. That's the number three, videonight number three. And uh, hit us up there and send us a tweet, send us a Facebook message, email, and we'd love to hear from you. See what we're doing right, see what we're doing wrong, and what you'd like to hear on this podcast, because we're all ears. Yeah, we're we're open to pretty much anything other than Nell. Don't don't send us any Nell propaganda. <laughs> Unless it's hate mail for Nell and Robin is all ears for hate, hate mail for Nell. Hashtag hate fil- <laughs> hashtag <laughs> hate mail for Nell. Robin put that on Nell. your uh, Instagram accounts. That's your that's your Twitter Twitter handle, isn't it? Robin hates hate, Nell. Robin hates Nell. <laughs> cool well we'll call it here well this is like an introductory podcast uh to get our feet wet here and get the technical stuff finally worked out and uh we'll come back probably next week uh i don't know we'll say tuesday yeah we might tuesday drop these. yeah um and uh hopefully we'll we'll come up with something a little more cohesive and uh something you'd want to listen to on a weekly basis Oh, you will, folks. Right on. You will. This this will be good. So until next time, I am Jerry. And I'm Robin. And be kind, please rewind. Oh, yeah. See you next time.